Hello everyone, it's Shalita. And it's Cheyenne. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The Two, Two Wicked, Wicked Sisters. Sisters. And it's Cheyenne. So in today's episode, we'll be covering gender and sexuality. Um, I don't know about you, Shlo, but I'm really excited about this episode in particular and our upcoming ones, for sure. Yeah, definitely, because, um, you know, like that last episode, it, we definitely had some very personal factors to it. And in our future episodes, um, there are definitely going to be personal topics. But this one was really personal for us because um, we're both a part of the LGBTQ plus community. I identify as being bisexual. Cheyenne has her um, own sexualities and, and genders that she identifies with that she's going to tell you now. Um, I am asexual and I am non-binary and I am like bisexual. It's a whole long list of things. Um, just as a warning, this episode will be a little long mainly because we're going to try to tackle a lot of key points. Um, mainly on the subjects of how whites colonize the LGBT community, the hidden racism, and more into who we identify in terms of our gender and sexuality. So, if you don't have a snack or a drink near you... Grab some tea. <laughs> get <laughs> a snack. Um, it'll be good to get one now. Um, so, with the end of um, well, well, Pride Month ending, we thought um, it would be good to discuss like a lot of um, issues we saw with Pride this um this year. Yeah, this year. In past years, honestly. Yeah. It's an every year thing. Yeah. And, um, we really just wanted to, um, you know, tackle these issues and answer, um, questions that people might have about, you know, how, particularly how race plays a role. Yeah. Um, I feel as though, like, a lot of white people feel to acknowledge how much, like, blacks and people of color really paved the way for a lot of the lgbt rights and white recognition we have today oh yeah i mean pride itself started as a riot it started yeah. by a black trans woman so you know that gets ignored and it turns into like this huge like Gay white people fest. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it just way. it just turns into like a white festival, and it's yeah. like, and you know, people of color get excluded from you know something that they should definitely be a part of. Yeah, like if we take a, like a look at like Marsha P. Johnson, a trans woman, a black trans woman, she like not only set the stone for like the drag community, but just like trans rights in general. Mm-hmm. You know, people tend to ignore how her activism played a major role in the things we celebrate now. Like, she constantly pushed for liberation and recognition and gay recognition. Um, She constantly, like, fought for trans culture. Equality. 
And I just feel like she's the reason why we're sitting in our glory today. Um, uh, and I feel like she get, she doesn't get the credit that she definitely deserves. Yeah. Um, there's so there's so much like inner hatred in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, there's definitely racism. Like I don't yeah. know why people feel like you can you you can be. You can't be racist and be gay or... Like, you can still be a part of a marginalized group and you can still be racist. Yeah. Like, you can be gay and you can be racist. Like, you can be white and gay and cis and be racist. Yeah, like, that happens. And and it's... Honestly, if we're going to be completely honest here, I feel like most of the racism does come from, like, gay men. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely, it does. And it's so sad because you would yeah. think we would just all just come together, yeah, and you know band together and you know fight. You would body. think we, you would think we'll be the like last problematic community, but like racism, it, it doesn't matter. Every community has racism. Yeah, and I feel like people try to like shove it under the rug, like oh, like you can't say like the LGBT community is like racist or it's like biased, and it's like. Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Well, yeah, like, there's a lot of bias in the LGBT community. Oh, especially, like, putting racism aside. But, like, as far as being bisexual. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's so much biphobia. Yeah. Acephobia. It's... Turfs. Oh, my God. It is so, so bad. Being... You know, one of the reasons why it was so hard for me to realize that I was bisexual is because of the lack of representation of bisexual people overall. Especially black. Yeah, especially black. And then it was the, you know, the stereotype that being bi wasn't a real thing. You could only, like... You could be gay. Or you could be straight. Yeah, and... It could you could be both, or you could just yeah. And if you were uh, if you identify as being a, a woman and you were by, it, it meant that you were like promiscuous, or you know, it, it was just bad. So it took me a while to come out actually, but um, I'm gonna get into that later when we you know share our personal stories. But there's so much like inner hatred that goes on in the community like i just like going back to like the whole like marsha p johnson i just i don't understand why people fail to acknowledge how much black people has done for so many communities Mm -hmm. like we wouldn't have like the rights that we have now or lgbt pride itself and like so many whites consequently continue to disregard the activism that many blacks play in the LGBT, LGBT plus community. And as if we would like have the same things we have now if it wasn't for them. You know, like the LGBT community itself is so whitewashed and they constantly erase like black um, and people of color, like non-binaries and trans folks. But I feel like people, in regards to, like, non-binary and trans, I feel like a lot of people feel to acknowledge how racist it is um, itself because there's a lot of, because there's so many indigenous cultures that actively practiced it, you know, for, like, years. And, like, I just feel like a lot of people just really feel to acknowledge how racist it is to, like, say, like, being non-binary is, like, 
not real. Oh yeah, it's racism. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like it bothers. Like them saying it, it's just racism because they're saying that these cultures don't exist. Yeah, it's just people never surprise me honestly, but white people never surprise. Yeah, white us. white people never surprise me. But. And like I tend to feel as though like white people have this weird set idea of what blacks can be, and like when. Blacks are turned around to be different. different. They're like, wow. You're not, down. Or you're like, you're not supposed to be that way. <laughs> you know? um, but who said that we have to be a certain way? I feel like um, whites are so used to having so much control over black bodies and black culture mm-hmm. and blacks in general. When we turn out to be differently, we turn out to be a part of their self-proclaimed community mm-hmm. it takes them by surprise but they're like wow we used to own you we used yeah. to own your body and now you're doing what you want with it that makes no sense to us like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how they are that's yeah. how they view it so it is disgusting yeah and it goes back to like so much of what black and people people of color contribute to the LGBT community is just constantly overshadowed. Constantly, always. I think for me, it it was, I don't think I really felt like a part of the community ever really. I always felt like kind of out just because I am bi and I am black. Yeah. You know, Afro-Latina. So I always kind of felt kind of like not, in the community. I remember I went to this um this blogging conference a couple years ago and we were introducing ourselves and they were like, you know, tell a little fun fact about yourself. I was like, oh I just came out as being bisexual and the whole room was silent. And it was like one other it was another woman there. She was she was also bi. So That's awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward. I was like and that was like my first time like coming out like you know, in person, not on the internet. I was like, oh, like, wow, okay. <laughs> it was so awkward now. It's like crickets. <laughs> yeah, like crickets. Yeah, I feel that way when it came out. When, like, I, well, I guess, I didn't really come out. I don't think we really came out, but that's, like, a, like later on this episode. But I feel that way when it came to so when I figure out, like, what, like, non-binary was. Mm. Because, like, the representation of, like, non-binary is, like, this whole Tumblr aesthetic of, like, a white person with, like, a short pixie haircut (laughs) and, like, grunge clothing. And there's not representation for a lot of, like, black or people of color. Yeah, and I feel like when people of color or black people come out and say they're non-binary, people, like, look at it like okay, whatever, no, you're just, like, you're not... You're following the trend. Yeah, like, you're following the trend. Like, no, like, let people live. And I think it's really disgusting how anytime someone comes out as, like, non-binary, the first thing people want to do is, like, but, like, what's in your pants, though? That's so... Like, (laughs) why would you ask anyone that? Like, it's always a guessing game when it comes to being non-binary because a lot of people are, like okay, like, you're female presenting, so that means you must have... And it's like, why are you so... Intrigued with wanting to know what's in my pants? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why do you care so much? It, 
it really blows my mind, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think it honestly comes from like ignorance. Yeah. And people not wanting to like educate themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's so many ways to be educated on, on these topics. There's so many um, people who like discuss these topics as for a living. Yeah. Who go out their way to educate people. So like for me, like I'm not gonna sit here and well, I'm not gonna like sit in front of this person that's asking me stuff. This white person that you know is very ignorant. I'm not gonna sit there and educate them when they can easily go and find information on their own. I'm not gonna use my energy to educate you because you just don't feel like looking it up you would rather have me do all the work and you know sometimes you don't have to like you don't have to do the work because maybe you haven't really come out yet maybe you don't feel comfortable yet maybe you're still learning a lot about yourself you don't have to yeah I feel like a lot of people expect so much emotional labor out of black and people of color lgbt when it comes to like so many topics and stuff mm-hmm. i just i just really hate the erasure that the white community has done for people of color mm-hmm. and blacks yeah like there's no representation for us especially on television it's no like representation for us in terms of you know for like younger you know, generations you know i think i was i read this article and it was saying that I can't remember where it was from, but it was saying that um, LGBTQ plus um, characters and shows never really last. And at first, I didn't really think about it, but then I thought about all the shows I ever watched, and I can't re- I can't think of a show where like a character has really you know like really you know. Um, they either like a lead character or who has like made it through the whole series. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like it's so weird. I mean, of course, there's like some exclusions to that because there's like a couple of shows, but like, come on now, we need more. We need more representation. Yeah. I saw a lot of posts um, recently during Pride. Where, like, a lot of, like, white gay men, cis gay men, before anyone tried to come for me, um, <laughs> where they were just doing so much racist shit, and there were so many people that was vouching for them saying, well, you know, they can't be, you know, racist. because they're gay. And it's like, you can be racist. You can be white and gay and still be racist. You can be white and trans and still be racist. It doesn't like you can be white and non-binary and still be racist. Mm-hmm. Your your sexuality and gender does not take away from you being a racist <laughs> scum. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like people try to as well. They're like a part of the trans community. I don't think they can like be racist or hell the same um, power as like no they someone can, being. They exists. can definitely hold the same power. Being queer doesn't absolve you from white privilege. Being queer doesn't absolve you from being racist. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's even, like, worse, honestly, because, yeah. like, you're a part of this community that a lot of people hate. Yeah. And somehow you still find a way to hate someone because of the color of their skin. You still find a way to oppress someone else. How low is that? 
It's it's pretty fucking low. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking low. And like I feel like we're since we're in the lines of community, I feel like that's kinda the same way when it comes to our own community as the black community. I feel like we're already oppressed as much as it is when it comes to like racism and systematic oppression and like institutional racism and things like that. Um so it really sucks when you have so much toxic masculinity, when you have so much homophobia, when you have so much, you know, just hate in your own community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why it was really hard for me to come out and identify as what I identify as because I feel so much like, I guess, fear when it comes to coming out because... It's either you're going to get, like, a supportive response or you're going to get, that doesn't exist. You're mm-hmm. just making this up. Yeah. Or people are, like... Or it's going to be, like, a form of, like, homophobia. Yeah. And, like, where did you read about this at? Is it real? Yeah. You know, like, how awful is it to question someone? Yeah. I just feel like there's so much ignorance in our community when it comes to... <sighs> And I don't feel like all of it is our fault. I feel like a lot of it stems from us not having the sources and the resources to learn more about it. But I also feel like getting older, you can educate yourself. Yeah, you have to And you don't that. have to hate someone. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to that like thing where people are like, well, this is the way I grew up. The way you grew up isn't right. Yeah. It, you know, it has a kind of point where you say to yourself, you know what? Yeah, I had these views, you know, growing up the way I did, but now I know better and now I can Now I have a mind of my own and now I feel like I can advocate myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people, I just think some people are just really comfortable in their ignorance. Yeah, and I, I guess... Even if it's erasing. Yeah, I guess, you know, a lot of people have, you know, hard time and change, but like, honestly, like... There's one thing of, like, changing, like, a food you eat to <laughs> something else and changing, like, how you view another person, also, you know, the color of their skin. Like, come on now. Like, you have, to, you have to be open and, you know, you have to just be a decent person. Honestly, I have no other words to say, but be a decent person. Respect people for who they say they are. You don't have to, like feel like you have to be that way and you should have like i feel like when it comes to black men specifically i feel like they have this fear of like if someone comes out to them like their homie or somebody comes out to them they're like oh i mean as long as it doesn't affect me as a straight black male like why would it like Like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like a lot of that and this is me like i feel like a lot of that in the black community comes from slavery honestly you know and in a way, um, men had to sort of be like the protectors, yeah, against you know the slave masters, the white supremacists. The men were the that you know they were the ones that protected the family. They you know not saying of course women were also um, extremely strong and protected families, and I, you know of course I'm not like you know, trying to leave women out of that, black women out of that, but I don't know, I just feel like, I feel like, I just feel like black men had, felt like they had to be, like, strong and masculine and, um, 
you know, really willing to fight for, you know, their family stuff. So, like, now, in a way, it's sort of, like, they look at, you know, people who are... Um, Gay as being weak, or they look at them as being less of a man. Yeah, and it's so, it's so weird how, like, you can tie things back to, like, slavery and stuff. There's this show called Happy Leonard, and it's about um, these two... It's based on a book. Um, it's about these two friends in Texas in the 80s they grew up together they're i think they're like in the 80s they're like in their 40s so you know they're they've been friends for a very long time they both lost their fathers in a car accident um one is white hap and he's a straight cis white guy um the other is leonard who is gay and black and they live in texas um so leonard has always been gay obviously He's always identified as being gay. And he, you would think living in Texas, being a a gay black man, you would want to hide it. But he doesn't. He doesn't hide it. He, you know, he's very, like, he's super, like, masculine and super, like, you know, don't talk trash about me or I'll kick your ass, you know, like that. (laughs) Like, I don't care. I'm gay. So what? And for me, that was really, like, cool to see. Because I feel like people have, like, a stereotype of what black gay men should be. Yeah. And black gay men can be any way they want to be. There's no set thing. There's no set rule. Even though this is fictionalized, you know, there's still, like, gay black men like that. Yeah. So I think another thing in the black community is just having a stereotype of what black, you know, how we know what being gay is. Yeah. Like... A certain a picture of what being gay is. Yeah, I think they have this like image of that a gay man is very feminine and that's all he can be. But there's a lot of masculine, as you were just saying. There's a lot of masculine black gay men, and I just it really like astonished me how much hate we throw towards each other. Yeah, even like um black women who are um lesbian who like to dress like you know a certain way they get treated badly yeah they get disrespected you know let people live their lives (laughs) yes like how is this woman hurting you by wanting to wear like baggy jeans or a t-shirt or like a baseball hat like how is she bothering you how's androgynous or like how like how did this bother your day like how like how did this just ruin your whole life like come on now like actually this is like a really great i'm glad you brought that up because we visited our grandparents over the weekend for my birthday um and my mom was out running errands and someone that you know gave her a right to the store actually made some pretty homophobic and transphobic comments yeah and where they were saying you know how can you be a lesbian and how can you be you know how can you dress as if you're a man um or how can you be male presenting how can you be you know this way how it was so hateful too how can you basically like show your affection for your partner in public like basically saying that it was disgusting and and, then like it was abomination to god and 
Like, my mom did not have it. Like, <laughs> she did not have it. She actually got out of the car and walked what basically... I would say, like, a few miles. Yeah. A few miles she walked with groceries. A cake. Uh-huh. Cause she refu- Popeyes. <laughs> Chipotle. Because she refused to ride in a car with them. Because she knew, like, she knows what we identify as. She knows I'm not binary and trans. She knows my sister is bisexual. And it just goes back to, like, why are we treating each other this way? Mm-hmm. Their, their excuse was, oh, well, I love your daughters. I just don't like other LGBT. And my mom was basically like, if you love my daughters, you should also love other people. Yeah. And she got out the car and just walked. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, just it. It's just a matter of we need to change that part of the community. We need to change that. Um, but first, people are gonna have to want to change and want to yeah. educate themselves. Because you know we can only do so much. We can sit here. We can talk about this. We can talk about. We can have an episode every I'm day just, about this, but or about a lot of topics <laughs> in regards to the black community. But ultimately, it really will have to be. Up to the listener. Yeah. Do they want to change or do they just want to continue being the way they are? And this not even, it's not even just like a black problem. Um, if we look at other like people of color, like mm-hmm. um, I think it was probably a Lat- Latino family mm-hmm. where um, I guess their son came out as... A little gay, boy. yeah, a little boy. He was like eight, yeah, and they beat him to death. Yeah, yeah, you know that 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 is so heartbreaking that a child lost their life because they were just being who they were. Yeah, that is heartbreaking, and honestly, I was disgusted when I found out about that. Like in this day and age, in two thousand eighteen, people people in our community are still being killed. Children are still being killed. Trans women are still being killed and murdered. Black trans women. Yeah. And that's another thing. Black trans women are more likely to be murdered. And their life expectancy is like low. It's very low. It's just... it's Especially for children. And everyone that knows me knows that I'm in love with kids. I love children. Mm-hmm. So you know, I yeah. just, I love, I love kids. So it's really hard for me when I like see young LGBT children get so much hate from their parents and so much, or even coming up like being killed for just being who they are. Mm-hmm. Is because that boy trusted his family and trusted his parents to come out and say, Hey, I like boys, and for them to beat him to death is is heartbreaking. It is. I have like no words to even say it. I mean there's And it so, angers me. Yeah, it does make me really angry because there's so many cases just like it that's been going on for years. Decades. Decades. Where our community's just been being killed off. Um, 
so I think now is probably like the perfect time for us to, you know, tell our coming out stories. Yeah. Um, Cheyenne, you want to go first or? You can go ahead. Yeah, I'll probably go. I'll probably <laughs> go first. <laughs> so like I said, I'm bisexual. Um, in a way, I kind of already always knew. I know that's like such a cliche thing to say, <laughs> but like in a way, I kind of always knew. I just didn't know that being bisexual was a real thing because like I said earlier in the episode, I didn't have, I didn't see that representation. So for me, it was just like, maybe I just think she's cute. You know, that's not a big deal, but I'm not a lesbian. I'm not gay. So I can't, I can't be that. It just must must be like a, a crush or something, or maybe I just think she's cute or find her attractive. So I must be straight. And this went on for a really long time. And I'm 26 now. I actually didn't really come out until about three years ago when I was in college. And I met some, um, when I was in college, I, I met other people who were bisexual. And I was like, wow, they're open about it. And this is a real thing. <laughs> this isn't fake. <laughs> like, I, I grew up thinking that especially in high school I remember there were people um that identify as being bisexual and like other students in high school would say oh like that's not a real thing you're either gay or you're straight and I was like I'm definitely not coming out because like (laughs) I was like I'm definitely not coming out you know I don't want this backlash but when I was in college I you know I finally like realized it and I met this girl and she was telling me how she how she was bisexual, and we were talking for a while, and I I really started having a crush on her. Um, I never told her though, so nothing came out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was I it felt comfortable talking to someone about you know being bisexual and understanding that it's okay. It's a very normal thing. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make me, you know, like, confused. I think that's a huge, like, misconception (laughs) (laughs) Misconception that people, you know, think about people who are bisexual or that we're confused. I'm not confused. Um, Currently, I'm dating a white cis Jewish guy, and he's amazing, and it's the best relationship I've ever had in my life. But I'm still bisexual. That doesn't change at all. I, right now, I'm just dating a guy. <laughs> um, Even being married to like a man, you're still bisexual. You're still bi. You're bi you, you being bi does not change unless you come out with something else. Yeah. <laughs> unless you say it changes. So I think for me, for young people, I, I want you all to know that being bisexual is very real. You're not confused. You just have more ways to love. And that's like the big thing for me. Um, there's nothing wrong with you at all. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Yeah, so that's my coming up story. <laughs> so I come up story. And of course my mom was very supportive. My mom and sister, Cheyenne, they were both very supportive. Um, they actually were like, oh, we kind of already knew this. So, yeah. like, <laughs> so it was sort of like a, um, 
very easy process, which I'm very grateful for because I realized that process is not always easy and it's, some, it's very hard for people sometimes. So I'm very grateful to have the family that I have and to feel so comfortable to talk to them about this type of stuff. Um, yeah, I wish everyone had that experience. Yeah, especially when it comes to having like supportive family. We're lucky enough to where our mom is hella supportive mm -hmm. um, and does all that she can to defend our rights as humans to exist. So I'm really thankful because not a lot of black um, LGBT um, adults have that. So it's really great that our mom is basically like a gym. Mom is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mom is like so willing to like learn new things. And she's always asking us questions. She's always trying to educate herself. Um, she never makes us feel bad for being who we are. Yeah. She's always supportive of us no matter what. So... <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should say who I am. Um, I am a black, non-binary, demi-gray, asexual. That's a bit of a tongue twister even for me. Um, I don't think I figured out anything about different genders and sexuality until I was a teen. Because um, growing up in a black community, there weren't many talks about gender and sexuality. No one discussed it, and it wasn't, like, a focus to many of us growing up every day. It's like, we knew about um, being gay or straight, but no one talked about the other sexualities or gender. No one talked about how you can be something other than cis. Mm -hmm. You know, when it came to gender, I always liked the idea of being androgynous and then feminine, but I never always felt like a girl. And I guess I try to ignore it because... There were just way too many other things to worry about. Plus, like, too many of us um, were growing up in poverty trying to live every day. You know, just trying to make sure we weren't being followed or racially profiled. Trying to survive every day with our bullies and racist teachers. Just trying to live. Um, going back, minorities don't really... A lot of them don't really have access to like that kind of information. Um, we might not have felt who we really are, were, but um, we didn't have the resources to figure out the right labels to identify ourselves as. And God forbid if we did, it had to be from trauma related to it. We had to suffer from some type of had to be some, from some type of sexual assault from a family member or if you're religious you had to be a devil worshiper <laughs> it couldn't be you know you just, you're just who you are yeah it couldn't just be you realizing who you are and always was it had to be pains that cost it um i was about 13 at the time and i wasn't experiencing the same feelings that everyone else at my age did um Shala, as you know, the black community is hella sexualized. Oh, very. You know, it can be misogynistic and it embraces sex culture to an extent. Um, you know, just like any teen, you, like, you figure out what porn and like masturbation, all that stuff was. But 
I never understood a sexual attraction many teens at my age felt with each other. For me, it always fluctuated. There was there was one thing I had to figure out was that I did like girls and always have. Weirdly enough, I felt that I was going to a Catholic Christian school <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger. Um, sometimes I would feel sexual attraction while other times I wouldn't. Um, fast forward to me being about 17, I was in a relationship with a boy. We didn't see each, each other regularly because his family were racist. Um, but we made it up through like sexing and video chatting and things like that. And although when we did like meet up with each other and like we enjoyed the makeup sessions and public display of affection and all that stuff, um, and touching when we did see each other or other times where I just couldn't find myself to do any of that and I still didn't know what it was um I was still figuring out what was going on all I know is that I was to experience sexual attraction while other times I will become like sex repulse and the idea of anything sexual I guess would make me cringe so a year later after that um that's where my sexuality came apart I tried to get other people, then, but then that's when I realized that it was something else. Unless there was an emotional connection, I couldn't bring myself to it. No matter how hot or attractive the prisoner person was, it just wouldn't happen. So at that point, I guess I was feeling like I was broken. Like, I guess I, it was just a really heart-broken feel where, like, everyone else can do this stuff. Why... Am I not able to spare again, like being black? It just, it felt, I guess, abnormal. Luckily, during that time, I found out who I was in terms of being non-binary. Uh, one of my favorite activists, Amandala, came out as non-binary. And even before that, um someone else from tumblr um mars from tumblr i don't know if you, many of you are familiar with it um the art hoe movement mm. i was like that like literally describes me being non-binary and that was like the least of like what i was worried about that time because i was like i figured that out but when it came to the asexuality, that was something I was still struggling with. So during that time, I happened to be on YouTube that day where I came across a BuzzFeed video on asexuality. Um, there were eight people basically describing who they were. And I kind of feel like I felt my family at that point. They described their asexuality. Some of them still enjoy sex while others enjoy masturbation. Some were sex repulse while others weren't. Some were just fine kissing. Or having foreplay while others weren't out. I learned that that all didn't make me any less ace. Um, then I guess I finally had that like mind-blowing experience. <laughs> that that like, light bulb. Oh, yeah, yeah like, like maybe this is just really who I am. And by that time I became more comfortable embracing my sexuality. Um, I saw more representation for ace, aces and it made me feel safe in a way um i think that's a big thing you know feeling safe yeah like you're not alone 
there's still like a lot of like it still lacks a lot of asexuality representation for people of color and blacks but I am glad that a lot more people are coming out about being ace and a lot of them are it's getting more representation and I'm happy about that because I wouldn't have thought that it would be recognized and more people would be out about it. Yeah. It always it always feels good when you actually start to begin feeling like you're a part of the community. I don't think I've really got to that point yet, honestly. Yeah. Being bi and Afro Latina. I don't feel like I'm really a part of the community. I know there's a community out there. Like there has to be <laughs> like I'm not the only Afro Latina bisexual woman yeah. here. But like it feels that way sometimes. So, you know, I got a whole lifetime to find my my people <laughs> my my own community yeah and it's so sad that as you as like a afro-latina feel as though like especially a disabled afro-latina yeah you feel as though um don't, you're not, don't even <laughs> you don't feel like you're a part of community you basically contributed to let, uh, let me tell you about being disabled and being um, it's not accessible to prize it's not it's a lot of, i'm like wow this isn't accessible and people sure as hell white people sure as hell don't like move out the way yeah so for people that are disabled and you know what for some reason people feel like people who are disabled aren't allowed to be sexual yeah, they don't believe y'all have sex at all. Yeah. Like, we don't have, like... Yeah, you know, they feel like that we're just these people who do nothing all day. <laughs> we don't love. We don't have sex. We don't masturbate. Um, we just... We just... We're just, like, little balls of, like, lonely sadness. <laughs> like, so... Uh, I can't wait till we cover the topic of disability it's in the black community and just you know disabilities overall because I cannot wait to like dive more into that but yeah you know I definitely feel like um, it, it sucks because I don't have like a community to fall fall you know fall into and feel safe with um, when I never felt unsafe being bisexual until um, the post nightclub shooting um I don't even live in Florida <laughs> but when that happened I was terrified I was honestly terrified I was scared I was afraid to go anywhere because I was like oh my goodness I just came out as bisexual on the internet everyone's gonna know they're gonna try to like hurt me and it was so it was that was the moment where I felt really unsafe and it was really bad because I didn't feel like I had a community turn turn to you know, and that that hurt. Yeah, that really struck a nerve with me um, after the shooting. It was so hard because it were people that literally just came out. There were people that were on phone. We're not going to dive too much into this because it's such a happy topic. Um, there were people that their families didn't even know yet. Yeah. Um. I think the one that really sticks out the most to me was the mother that went out with her son. Yeah. 
her son was gay and she went out to just party with him. And she she was the one that protected him. He didn't lose his life, but she did. And that really struck a nerve with me. That hurt it a lot. I, will, I just, I feel like that was something our mom would do because she's really supportive of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think since that was such a heavy topic, we're going to just yeah. talk yeah. into like what we change we want to see. Yeah, talking to the universe. <laughs> um, I want bisexual people to feel comfortable being in the LGBTQ plus community. That B stands for being bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> it stands for nothing else but being bisexual. And I want people to feel comfortable with who they are. I want other people to respect them, show them respect. Don't try to write them off as being confused. Um, I just want people to educate themselves. I just want people to let people live their fucking lives. I want people to just, just, I want white people to acknowledge how much people of color have and blacks paid away for their, basically, all the LGBT, you know, what we have now. I want reparations. I want, (laughs) I just, I want it to be inclusive. I'm tired of it being separate because we're so separate on so many other things race wise yeah um and you know especially now with you know the president that we have we need to stick together yeah all of us we need to stick together because they coming for all of us exactly (laughs) and like anytime i see like conservative I don't get trans and conservative <laughs> and a right wing LGBT community. I'm like, how, why, <laughs> and what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, I just want people to be more inclusive. I want people to educate themselves. I want people to not dismiss other people's feelings. And I know I'm asking for a lot. No, you're not. You're asking for basic things that people should just do. Like, I I hate the fact that white people make us feel like we're asking for a lot. We're just asking to be respected. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want, I just want representation. I'm tired of white trans being the only representation for the trans community. I'm tired of um, white women being the only representation for bisexuality. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of white people being, white people with pixie cuts and grunge clothing being the only representation for being (laughs) non-binary. I'm tired of it because there's so much there's so much more there's so it we as a community are very diverse you know as being a part of the lgbtq plus community so we deserve to be represented that way yeah it's not just a white thing it's not just a you know cis thing it's it's a lgbt thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um Wow, this topic was really... We talked a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah. Um, 
It was good, though, to talk about all this stuff. So, if you are, I guess, still figuring out your sexuality and you're still figuring out your gender. There's no time limit on it. There's no time limit. Um, There's no time limit on, you know, when you want to come out. I mean, you hear about really, like, really, really old people coming out, like, in their 80s. Don't feel like you, you have to be pressured or rushed to come out. Come out when you feel comfortable to, to do it. Um, I would honestly just, I would just say be proud of who you are. Um, I know it's going to be hard, but know that we support you. Yeah, we support you. We love you. And if you're ace, know that you're not broken. Know that you matter. Know that I might be getting teary-eyed while finishing this episode. <laughs> know that if you're ace and you still have sex, you're still ace. If you're ace and you don't have sex or your sex repulse, you're still ace. Know that you can. nothing makes you less ace. Nothing le- makes you less of a human being. Um, you're deserving of love. You're deserving of a relationship. You're deserving of support you're deserving of everything this world has to offer all good things this world has to offer um me and shalita love you we love you so much thank you for listening to this and we'll see well we won't see you but you will you will hear from us next week yeah take care everyone take care love each other we love you bye Bye. Hello, everyone. It's Shalita. And it's Cheyenne. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Two, two Wicked Sisters. sisters.